In the Loop with Chris, Zach, and Alex Lupica. Hey everyone, welcome to In the Loop. Before we get going here, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Exxon and Mobile Synergy Gasoline. Exxon and Mobile Synergy Gasoline is engineered to provide better gas mileage, lower emissions, and improve engine responsiveness with seven key ingredients. Stop by your nearest Exxon or Mobile station today to experience Synergy Gasoline. All right, time for a podcast amongst brothers on a Thursday night in New York. Alex Lupica, Chris Lupica, Zach Lupica, and Chris. Zach and I just back from another jaunt out west, L.A. Yeah, I don't care. Was it good? You don't want to talk Cali? No, I want to hear how it was. Zach loves it out there, I had man. a lot of fun. Alex was, Alex was in, in his element. Oh, I was you in my element. Him, you should have seen him with the... Because uh, we, we went to this party, this pool party... And he wore a hat, and then we went to this this club where you cannot wear the hat. Yeah, see, Chris, this is a challenge that I faced before in this exact same scenario with the exact same bar. Because I wear when I wear a backwards hat, I slick the hair it. back. Yeah. And then the hair gets held back like that. I tried offering him hair product, which I but, brought, and but he said he was past the point of no return. You are. Dude, the, no hair product on earth. Brad Pitt's hair product cannot fix what I have. He doesn't wear product. But it's... Chris, it's almost so bad it looks intentional, especially in an L.A. setting. Correct. The straight slick back. Yeah, no, I think that works. It's it's definitely better than the alternative of an in-between situation. Do you think I should get, start going straight slick, Zach? If you can straight slick like Pat Riley, you, <laughs> yeah. I think there should be a law that you have to. I think that's coming back. Because most hair doesn't go... I was watching the... Um, 30 for 30 on the Celtics Lakers. I mean, Riley, not like Showtime era. Wow. Paint shellac. Dude, he, they, they say he invented the look. <laughs> but people don't really rock it anymore, do they? I feel Riley like come still back. does. I feel like you come back. Like yeah. the matted down slick. Yeah, like Schwimmer had a nice phase where he was <laughs> slick to the gills. Schwimmer had every yep. hairstyle known to man. Yep. He's had them all. Kloop, speaking of LA and talent, you apparently have some. There's no question about it. I, I mean, do you dude, want to give I the context? I, I kind of do. I this. So, All right, so I'll explain. Hang on. I told a really good joke. <laughs> I'll explain. He's excited about it. Let so, me, this is his moment in the song. This is what happened. When it came out that Chris Christie basically said of Don Jr.'s meeting with the Russians, it's probably illegal. A lot of people said this is kind of his retribution at the Trump clan uh, for screwing him over and not giving him a spot, seat at the table. And I thought of kind of the headline, and I told Alex first, who's in the biz, I said, I'm sure someone's already thought of this, but you could call it revenge is a dish best served deep fried with Christy, as opposed to, you know, the traditional expression. Because he likes to eat. Because he's big. He's big. Bo- he's big got boy. It. I get it. That's Seems good, kind of obvious, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Seems obvious. Yeah, so I said, I, I, my first text to you, you will admit, it says... I'm sure someone's already put this down. You're like, that's really good, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't do anything with it. Doesn't There's give it to, more. There's doesn't more give it to Charlie right? Rose or anything. Dude, so, I pitched it to Rose. So then... You shot it down. <laughs> Rosie hated it. Anyway, so so then I sent it to Dad. And he goes, I'm going to save that for shooting from the lips. Sunday call, maybe you've heard of it. And one-liners at the end, he drops the Christie line in, but he gives me credit. He says this one comes from C. Lupica. He gets a text from a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, Larry David out in LA heard of him who says that was funny as hell so and Larry David knows funny David thinks you're funny <laughs> it's so fact I am funny Chris, that's transitive you are David one thing I like about this is <laughs> you build the rundown for the show which we appreciate you know you give us a, what's talk about 
<laughs> and you gave did Larry David the caveat of Larry David in parentheses something like he's a, he knows funny. This guy knows funny. It's like Chris. We know Larry David knows funny. You don't. Some need people to, might not you, know that he knows funny. You one, don't need to put it on the rundown. One other thing I like about the rundown just when uh, is that you put Zach Lupica, my full name, like when we're gonna talk about something that I'm gonna talk about. You know, we, dude. We've the, had others. Enough criticism on. of the rundown. We've had. It's a, not criticism, dude. I, I appreciate the rundown. Sounds like criticism. No, I got a kick out of it. Clue. While we're on Christian politics. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, please. My new favorite character in President Trump's Game of Thrones has emerged. The Mooch. What's his actual name? Anthony Scaramucci. Scaramucci, a.k.a. Big Mooch. He's being referred to on cable TV as the Mooch, as if that is like a serious. Oh, I've heard it. Yeah. The Mooch. Yeah. You know, the Mooch was out there defending (laughs) the president like deadpan. But wait, when there's a scrum of reporters, are they all shouting Mooch to get his attention? Mooch, Mooch, Chris Lupica, Hartford Courier. Brian Williams is like, so the Mooch was... No, (laughs) I don't know about Brian, but I've heard analysts say it. I mean, I'm on his wiki page. The first line of his wiki page is Anthony Scaramucci, (laughs) nicknamed the Mooch, (laughs) is an American political figure and financier. Like, not communications director, the first thing about him is the nickname he's the mooch but and it's, and it's perfect because it's, perfect. it's so perfect he's slicked he's cocky yeah he's talking about finding leakers he's basically like ray Liotta and goodfellas is kind of his look that he's going for yeah and so the, he, the guy's on fire he's got the knives out for ryan's previous um basically like the oddest timeline of events he tweets about a leak he calls a felony about his financial disclosure form, which is public record. Then he deletes the tweet. Then he goes on TV and basically dares Reince to say he's not the leaker. Like, it's insane. So who, I, I asked you this question today. I was like, I think maybe people are just into the, anyone who, who in, is enjoying this or likes Trump, they must just be like, this is just like Game of Thrones. So I'm into it. And I think win? he likes it that way. I Who's think he likes going competing to factions. And if you got a game, if you got a name like the Mooch, you got a good shot. Yeah, <laughs> and all, like the power center has shifted, and it's all around the Mooch right now. <laughs> it just, is all the Mooch. I honestly haven't listened to anything Dude, you said. I just like his name. He walked out in these reflective sunglasses at this rose garden ceremony the other day, and a huge venti iced coffee from Starbucks. Oh, that's salt. Yes, he's attractive. Come here. Come Use here. decimals. Come here. Look at the cut yeah, of this. We're going to get a good reaction. Look at the here. cut of this guy's jib and that head of hair. Yeah, 8.5. Eight, eight, 8.5. <laughs> Live review on the Mooch's appearance. From I Zach. would. So, Kloop, the other thing, this guy's been on the job for a week, and the amount of stuff about him that it's happened is mind-blowing. The hot mic comments, he got caught between interviews during the Sunday shows. He's talking about his smoking hot girlfriend from college. He says he was late once in third grade and got rattled, and he hasn't been rattled since. I'm paraphrasing, but... I specifically like that he was talking about Trump and how Trump doesn't feel pressure, and he said this is a guy who makes three-foot putts. Yeah, and yeah. then the White House changed it to 30-foot putts. Like, he's just Drano from 30 feet and in. Changed the official White House transcript. Question, and this is going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Who is the Mooch in Game of Thrones? The Mooch, ooh. Little Finger. Little Finger. Little Finger, I guess, is the closest comparison, but he doesn't really have the bravado. Kind of reminds me of the guy who died uh, in the in the duel. The guy oh, who the died. cocky guy. Um, <laughs> yes. 
Oberyn Martell. Oberyn Martell. He gets a little too cocky in the he monster. He crushes his head. Yep. Yeah. And hey, that could happen to the mooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, at the end, by the time we record this, by the time this comes out, the mooch's head could be crushed by someone. It really is Game of Thrones. And it's fascinating to watch. I mean, um, my new favorite character has emerged, though. Suffice it to say. Clue. Big rundown. Jordan Spieth at the British. Zach didn't really catch that. Neither did I out in L.A. because of the time change. You did You're kind of on the double time change because you're West Coast all the way to England. Somebody had a flyer on Cooch at 45 to 1. Yeah, we can talk about uh, Zach's Cooch bet. Good thing you had the hedge in on Spieth. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Cooch gave it his all. You want to talk Tiger and Spieth a little, Clue? Because you want to get in the GOAT conversation that you always want to get in. Yes, I All would right. like to. Not really the goat conversation. I just it's it's very it's very annoying to me that that every time somebody wins a major, they have to be compared to Tiger. I agree. We'll do our weekly Cleveland check in with Zach. Kyrie wants out, and then the most fascinating part of the pod is going to be about this pastor that is advising both Kyrie. We got this and rock B-Rose. star yeah, pastor. I, really like this. I, really I like think this. he has skyrocketed to the list. This guy of my most desired podcast guest. I'm Googling Pastor New Jersey, Kyrie yeah. Irving, and Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. This guy's got his hands everywhere. It's it's very interesting stuff. Carl Lentz, All right. handsome guy. All right. Before we get All to right. the next, uh, uh-huh. Lucas Duda just got traded to the Rays. Breaking. So, oh, Lucas Duda. You guys already know this because this Duda, is going to be a headliner. Duda. And the Mets got their, their Rays' 30th best prospect in return. Thank God the listeners know this. Well, with that news, I have to go. Clue, Phelps loses to the Shark. You're disappointed. Hugh Freeze scandal. You're all over that. And then the new segment at the end of the program, QB controversy. We're starting with Glennon and Trubisky, executive decision. Get comfy. Let's get it going. More in the loop coming up. But first, this from Zip Recruiter. Whether football, basketball, or baseball is your sport of choice, you know that the key to winning is a strong roster. So when you're hiring in business, you need to get the best talent and use Zip Recruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. And right now, my listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Lupica. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Lupica. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Lupica. Kloop, since you were the only one watching the majority of this live Sunday, Zach, what time did you get up in L.A.? At what point in the round? About 30 minutes after they were all off the course. Yeah. I you think I was. Spieth won. I think just, I, just in time for Speed to get the Claret jug. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Speed had already hoisted the jug by the time Zach and I are awake, but uh, I heard it was quite a little run he went on on the back. Clue. So Cooch, Cooch has the lead on thirteen, right? Yeah. So Speed hits the ball a mile. This is not news for anyone, but he hits no. the ball as far right as the analyst said, as far right as anyone had ever seen at a major championship. Like he hit it off the plane, like an right. A loop. 
he banana slot. Like literally, literally at the country club and, and on it's, one. It's crazy Straight because it was lot. there's not a lot of holes with the shot tracker, but this was one of them. And mm-hmm. you could just see this thing dead right. He puts his hands over his head and goes, oh, my God. See, I'm like, glad you, I didn't watch this because if you're a cooch guy, this would have made you happy. So the hole takes about an hour, and then he finally gets up and down, he crazy up bogey. and down. He has to take a drop, makes bogey, and then all he does is play the next uh, the last four holes, I believe, in five under par. Zach, yeah. it sounds like Cooch fought it for you. It sounds like food Cooch fought for me. After, yeah. So after Coocher takes the lead, he hits he hits into a par three. He misses a hole in one by one inch. Then he makes a 50-footer Classic for Eagle Cooch. and a 30-footer oh, no, for Birdie. Yeah, we're talking about Spieth now. Cooch, not in <laughs> We're done talking about Spieth? Cooch. Yeah, no one cares about Cooch, really. Cooch just struck me as don't such... don't nobody cares about Cooch. That's not Cooch nice. is the prototypical British Open first-time major winner. He played, and he played fine, but what Spieth yeah. did down the stretch is about as impressive as anything I've ever seen in major championship golf, and that's not a reach. I agree. The... <laughs> Putt, I would say, was about 80% gorilla. And he would say the same. 50 foot putt, and then go get go that. Get to, one of the all time sellers. To his caddy is just one of the all time. Is that yeah. him giving the nod to him, too? Like you read it? He just, no. I feel like that's part yeah, of it. Yeah. Were, Credit, and I'm in the zone. I'm yeah, getting to the next yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Go get that. So and this is Spieth's birthday. We record this on. Happy 24th, Jordan, if you're listening. He's younger than me. Three majors. So, Kloop. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 24th birthday, Tiger 2. Jack 4. Jack 3, I think. I think he has one less than Jack. No, 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 no. Jack, Jack, he's, he and Jack Nicholas are the only two people at this young of an age in the history of golf to win three legs in Grand Slam. But then Woods had eight by his 27th birthday. So he's run. got to ground to make, to make up. So, he, yeah, he's still got some ground. Like, the, the learning curve is still going to have to be pretty steep. Well, here, here's Obviously. The, the thing is, first of all, with Spieth, he gave away a Masters, and he came in second in the British a few years ago. This guy's close to, to having even more true. remarkable true. accomplishments. But at the end of the day, it's very tough how every time a guy like Spieth or McElroy, or even like Bubba Watson wins. They say, "Well, is he the next Tiger?" So we're probably not going to see another Tiger, but this is pretty damn special. This is the way. exact same conversation we have with LeBron. In 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 terms of his comparison to yeah, Jordan. every time he does the next thing, is it is it as good as Michael? And it's uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's who cares? Let's just enjoy it. Watching him win is awesome, and he's and I hope he does win more than Tiger, but. Tiger's number is pretty crazy, and I think that the uh, golfers that Spieth are competing against right now are of a much higher quality than the ones at Tiger. Yeah, what do you think about that, Cloop? I agree. Completely agree. Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, these guys are all studs, but but the great thing about Spieth is he's not over, he doesn't overwhelm you with any part of his game. Like a lot of these guys, you know, Dustin Johnson hits it a mile. Tiger could hit it further than anyone. He could putt it better than anyone. Spieth just grinds. Well, like, putting is his X his, factor. He's obviously. great. He's a great putter, yeah. but just but the rest of his game, it just the thing that I like best about him, he just seems like he's tough as hell mentally to meet the moment and to meet these challenges, and that's pretty cool. I hear people were comp- I've heard like my buddies complain watching him that he's too like jittery and talks too much on the course, but I think that makes him even more likable. Like yeah. he's he's a kid just like tr- trying to figure out he gets pissed kid. when he hits a bad shot yeah. and he gets fired up when he hits a good one. So do I. I've broken a couple clubs. Yeah, I mean you shot 110 in the only tournament you ever played in. <laughs> Biggest tournament of your Biggest life. Biggest spot of my life I had the shanks. And your coach how do you feel about that? Apologize to him. Um, <laughs> coach Murph my bad. 
I've, 110. 110 I, doesn't really help the net scoring I, average. I think it was 105, to be fair. I've never seen such a look of disappointment when I handed someone. He's like, any average. birdies? You're like 110. Are you serious? <laughs> You're like, no. I did birdie three, but then I tripled the next eight. <laughs> I had the straight-up shanks, but enough about it. So me. congrats to Jordan Cooch. You did Greller. <laughs> What's he been doing with the Claret Jug? He had a chugging, dude. Chugging. I he's, saw he had a birthday cake in there. He's been drinking out of it a lot. Yeah. The and Claret how about Jug the, is a great trophy. Last thing. Oh, it's one of the best in sports. Yeah. Last thing on this. Did you guys see the nut tap he gave Greller oh, yeah. on his way into the interview? Yeah. That those two. It's I shenanigans. It's, it's fart more jokes. like a caress arms. than a. You know, it was like a. It was I don't gentle. Know, you don't see a lot of nut taps on NBC Sports, but there you go. No. Sloop, Cleveland. Kyrie wants out, wants here, gonna be in the West Village, moving to New York. I love the idea of Kyrie playing here. It would make for quite a pick and roll. Um, he wouldn't be good for the triangle because he, he's a good point guard. So no triangle is that. Yeah, no, no, I know, no, I know that. Um, yeah, you want to get me going on the Heat? Does he want to play with LeBron stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that the Heat doesn't want to play with LeBron stuff would be a lot different of a conversation if LeBron was signed up to play in Cleveland for the next five years. True. So I'm, I, I don't really want to hear that he doesn't want to play with him. Do you? Understand I understand him wanting to get out, get out of the shadow. Hundred percent. I would too. He's a, stu- he's a bona fide. But superstar. I don't want to hear. I don't want to play with him. Well, to me. It's interesting because it's the first time someone has ever put a power play on LeBron in his entire career. So if you look at what happened in Miami, it still baffles me that he was not telling Dwayne Wade his intentions when he left uh, in the summer of, what was it, 2014 now? So he didn't say anything to Wade, and then every time LeBron leaves— Durant did the same thing. I I understand that, but I'm saying that this— So, yeah, it's the first time that someone has put it back on him. So he— leaves these franchises in tatters. The first time he left Cleveland, he, the, the franchise is destroyed. Because not only is, is he the, obviously the best player on the team, but they build this, these teams without draft picks, with veterans, because it's the only way to build around him. And when he leaves, and it's like Kyle Korver and Channing Frye and J.R. Smith, like they are going to have nothing left. So I actually kind of respect Kyrie for getting in front of it. I agree. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't want to be there when the storm comes next summer and he's left in shambles. But but also any team that LeBron leaves is going to go from from great to bad. I understand. Really bad. But 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 do you re- do you understand that specifically they're going to be worse because when you build a team around LeBron, these teams have to give up all their draft picks to get to get these v- veterans like Kyle Korver and Channing Frye. Like the Cavs don't have any young players on that roster. But that's not necessarily on him. No, it's not. But that's the way that you have to build the team around LeBron, and that's the way that he's somewhat. Well, that by- might change next year. By having all these one-year deals, LeBron isn't... For example, you can't make a trade and be like, hey, we got three first-rounders in the next couple of years. LeBron's like, I don't want first-rounders. We're winning now. So I, so his teams are really not built for the future. I mean, yeah. Miami recovered pretty quickly, and they're, they're not in awful shape. Um, I understand why he wants to get out completely. But I, the, the, the negative LeBron narrative, like, he... Remember what life was like before LeBron was in Cleveland. Well, I also it, it also speaks to all these NBA players and their decisions that they're making going forward. They're so so much about the personality of the guys making the decisions. Some guys, like we've talked about this before with Carmelo Anthony, he doesn't necessarily care about winning championships. He just wants to be the man in a big city, doesn't really care. 
and some guys and are like ex- Paul George doesn't. He wants and, to win. It, exactly. So there's so so it's it's hard to to really pinpoint the motivation here. It's clear that Kyrie wants to be his own dude in his own city. I'm not sure he's good enough to carry a franchise. In fact, I, not. I doubt it. But but it's his best option. You got like. I, I, it would be great if he was in New York. The Knicks would be fun to watch with him and Porzingis. Why would he want to come to New York, Chris? Well, it's home for him. He's from here. So, I, I, to, kind of going back to what I just said, maybe he just wants to play in New York City and be the man and shoot the ball a ton and and be the star of a, and of a franchise. And it, yeah, it doesn't seem like if you look at where he's asking to go. So his four teams: San Antonio. That's about winning. That's about playing for pop. Um, Miami, like not exactly a team ready to win a championship. New York, definitely not a team re- ready to win a championship. And Minnesota, that would be actually pretty great if they were able to but, get him. But nobody that's on the verge of winning a championship is going to be able to acquire him, which he's also realistic about. And he's also realistic to the fact that if he goes to the Knicks or uh, Miami, that's a better situation than him being in Cleveland next year when LeBron's gone. Plus, I think those cities are more attracted attracted I don't to know. him. Cleveland's in general. gorgeous. Uh, can I break in for a second here? Sure. I got yeah. a mooch uh, wire crossing right now. <laughs> Ryan Lizett, the New Yorker, just released a story on a phone conversation he had with the mooch last night, in which he says at one point, "quote I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own." You can finish the, uh, the sentence. I like the cut of the mooch's jib. He kind of <laughs> like, just says what's on his. I mood. like the mooch. He's this is my guy. Out swinging. The God. mooch could be Euron. Oh, the blitzkrieg attack from the mooch. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. you don't get that a lot where you break into a little Kyrie trade talk with mooch. No, and, and then I'm gonna take self fellatio <laughs> discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm gonna take you from one electric personality to another, Chris. You gotta give me the background. On Mr. Carl Lentz advising Kyrie, advising Bieber. He's the conductor. They are the. We need to musicians. send Alex to this guy. <laughs> I, I do. We've got I the... need Lentz. Like, okay. Get me I'm... on the straight and narrow, arrow, Carl. All right. So, first of all, this guy, Carl Lentz, has the best haircut I've ever seen. It's for, nuts. For, for a man of the Lord. Yeah. Okay. Um, but basically, he runs. A new age church that is about kind of rock and roll. I guess all of their people crush the the top charts of the Christian rock band. This whole thing started in Sydney. Good eye and uh, yeah, yeah. No worries, Sydney. Um, and you know he he ends up with the quote New York City's hippest mega church, and he fills a theater in Montclair every Sunday, just talking gospel with a little rock and roll twitch. And we got Kyrie. I'm out on this guy. We've got Kyrie and Bieber. There's he's got an Instagram. He's dude. got an Instagram here with him, Carmelo Anthony, Justin Bieber playing hoops. Like this guy's hands are Is in everything. Good? Oh, he can ball, yeah, for sure. And um, so we're, people are fairly asking. You got Justin Bieber canceling his tour, and you got Kyrie Irving demanding a trade. We got the same week. We got and the Bieber same. Bieber said something about like yeah, yeah, God. Yeah, he wants too. to find he's on God. Train. We got the same week. We got the same pastor. We got the same headlines. I smell a fish. This guy's playing chess, and I'm out, dude. You don't like him. So is he kind but of he like? Likes me, Clube, so who's we'll the guy him. on Sunday mornings 
that does like 10 million people. What's his? Um, Everyone knows Olstein. Yeah. Joel Olstein with the curly hair yeah. and the blue. Yeah, he's playing to like a stadium full of 50,000. This guy's a niche Olstein. He's yeah, a niche he gets, Olstein, yeah, but he's got the celebs that's what I'm, that's on the his string. Niche. That's a good niche. So, I mean, a lot of people are upset with this guy naturally, Clue. Yeah, but a lot well, of Knicks fans might change their mind if well, he sends exactly. the Kyrie North to <laughs> East. And can he be bought is the question. Oh, yeah, everyone can be bought, dude. A lot of people are asking the right questions here. That's what I like <laughs> about this is that is that we're putting two and two together. You don't think you're going to be looking at some pastor for, for filling stadiums in Montclair, but all of a sudden, you know, he's everywhere. Jerry question, West is going to see him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's next? I mean, who's next? These people can get hot. Carl Anthony Town shows up at that church. You got to start worrying if <laughs> you're a seven T-Wolves. foot eight. Yeah, if you're a T Wolves fan and Carl Anthony Towns goes there, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. So what's the end game, Alex? What are we looking at here for well, this guy? Actually, world domination, the Duda, Iron Throne. Duda was actually one of his guys. <laughs> he also got Duda <laughs> to where Florida, Miami. Where is he? He did. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So a cult of personality has sprung up around Lentz. And his rise has not been without controversy. We're going to try to get him on the show. Polarizing so, figure. He's a I polarizing love man. He's a good-looking man. He's a well-dressed man. And he's pulling all the strings these days. So I'm just saying, keep the name Carl Lentz on your radar. Kloop Phelps. Well, get in the tank with the shark. I, I don't. God, so I, was, the shark I wanted to start on this, but you, fake. you kicked it off perfectly. There was no shark. That was the biggest farce. I, I don't understand how they got away with promoting it the way they did. Dude, to be honest, so he was on uh, MLB Central. Well, your they, boy. How and, can I forget? And he, your ex- boy. he explained that he wasn't actually going to be one-on-one with the shark. And people are like, no, you are. You are. You're going <laughs> to no, be in the no, cage you're raising, with it. You're no, in the gray white. You're going to be in the gray white with <laughs> You're on its back. Don't yeah. pull my it's leg, Mike. dangerous, right? You could die. So... Yeah, I mean, I think I think that he was also upset. I read today that uh, about how it all was produced. Oh come on, he's upset. Like he wanted to share a tank with a dude. Great don't white. come at my boy. Yeah, I'm that's Zach's boy. First Chris. of all, a lot of people are saying that you guys aren't boys because you fucked him with your daily fantasy pick. That's true. So shortest adding a former's career. Did yeah. we get to that? We oh no, we didn't. Because well, I don't think he had played. You had given Phelps I gave the him, advice. I gave him Michael Fulmer facing on, the Royals on the air. Shortest adding. Of his he career. owns the Royals. Two and two thirds, eight runs. I had to formally apologize to Mike. Dude, owning the Royals just means you're due to get lit up by the Royals. Everyone knows but it's, that. I think it's just going to bring us closer together. You and Mike. Mm-hmm. So Kloop, you were you? Did you watch? To be completely honest, I didn't watch. I watched. But if I, had, if I had watched, and I'm I upset would, I you did. watched it live. We were together. <laughs> I watched that live? Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so they have the shark They have the shark race, and they. It, it's tough to get the shark to go 100 meters straight, apparently, because they got to bait it. So once they finally do, then they superimpose him while Phelps is swimming. Phelps Awful. loses. Awful. It's not good. Awful. Love, it would have been... Love you, Mike. So I would have rather watched him race Lochte. Fulmer couldn't get through the third, so it wasn't as bad as that. It would have been a big story. The Fulmer thing is a disaster. He got eight outs and gave up eight runs. You sullied our name in I front of like the we, greatest <clears throat> Olympian ever. There was live. a clip they showed of me on camera like talking up Fulmer, and then they would just cut to him giving up bombs. Just getting lit up. And then cut back Bone to me. And cut to him hitting somebody in the head. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. Ball over there. Ball behind day, the guy. But out of the park. You live and you learn. Kloop, finish me off your headlines-wise. Jesus. 
with the former coach of Ole Miss. Did we provide any context on the Fulmer hit there, or do people just think no, we're no? Talking? We talked do about we... it last week, but he hadn't pitched yet. We talked right. about how Zach on his program, MLB Central, he's stat boy. Phelps was on. He gave him fantasy advice. The guy got lit up. Okay, satisfied. Just, I just want to make Everybody, sure because everyone listens every week. Right. People. I just want to make sure because otherwise it just sounds like we're talking about someone named Fulmer. He's a good pitcher. All right, okay. They got lit up after Zach recommended him to Michael Phelps. They understand, Chris. Tell me about Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. A man who was He's a very- good coach. Yeah, he was a good coach. I mean, now he's unemployed. But the the whole story there is extremely interesting. So uh, he was pretty careless here. Is that well? Is that no, he was. It, it was hubris, if anything, I would say, because okay. basically what happened is there were these people representing the ex coach of Ole Miss, and the ex coach of Ole Miss was alleging that basically Hugh Freeze had dumped all of his recruiting violations and said, "Oh, that was in the administration before us. Like we have nothing to do with it." Right. And, the, and, and Houston Nutt, the ex-coach of Ole Miss, said, you leaked this story to the media, and you, to- and you blamed us, and you lied. So they wanted to see the phone records. They got the phone records, and they found one number that was to an escort service. And they were like, just ap- all you have to do is apologize. If he just apologizes, we won't, tell it, we won't tell the media about this call to the escort service. And he was like, no, I'm just going to tell the media I butt-dialed. Amazing excuse, by the way. Yeah, it's Who hard to believe it? that he saw that working. Alex is butt dialed a couple. No, of he's the at, butt dial. Excuse? He's at SEC media days. Like, yeah, it's just that's just a butt dial. It's They're a complete like, so accident. You're going with, I just want to be clear here. You're going with butt dial. Like, is how that, is that the laziest excuse possible? They couldn't have thought of anything better than that. Butt dial accident. And so then they found out, no, it just wasn't just the one time. It was a pattern of Couple behavior. Times. And Hugh Freeze is gonzo. Well, dude, once you butt dial once, it's in your call log. Yeah, it was a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep butt dialing. Yeah. He's like, no, I, yeah, I just hit that number a ton. It's, uh, it's pretty he brutal. he was pretty vocally. Oh, he was a man of the <laughs> Lord. Yes, he was. A man of the gospel. He said, you know, we're kind of, we're bringing guys in. Everyone just kind of wants to. He's got to go see your boy. Who's that? Oh, the pastor? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lentz could be pulling the strings on the Ole Miss scandal, too. Who wow. knows? Lentz gets his paws on Hugh Freeze. Next thing you know, he's replacing Saban. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's him and Mooch <laughs> against the world. Although, I will say there, that, that there, are, there are a few people who are saying... By the end of the year, Hugh Freeze will be one of those, quote, offensive analysts at yeah, Bama. Yeah, next thing you know, you coach one game and you're a head coach. Yeah, the Steve Sarkeesian Rehabilitation Program down in Tuscaloosa. Sark so, went 0-1. 0-1, and now he's the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Yep. What a country. <laughs> yep. What a country. Come on down to Tuscaloosa. We'll straighten this whole thing out, Hugh, and by next year you'll be coaching Notre Dame. One game. That's all we need. Just happens to be the national title. You guys, I still have a flash tat on my stomach from California. All right, much more coming up on In The Loop, but first this from Geico. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. All right, Kloop, we kick off the new segment, QB Controversy, in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky and the 40-something million-dollar man, the best-looking quarterback in the league, Mike Glennon. And don't forget about Sanchez. Never count out He's Marky Mark. He's not the best-looking quarterback ever. Glennon? No. All right. Hey, to each his own. Kloop, tell him I'm right. Kloop, who, who do you like here? You're always 
wanting to play the young guy. Why not, right? That's your philosophy. This one's hot. We're going to do one every week until we hit them all. Yep. Um, and you got to wonder here. They signed Mike Glennon, and basically they told him that he's going to be their starter. Then they had, do you guys know this? They had Glennon hosting their Bears draft party. Like with the fans and the season ticket holders, you know. Who else are you gonna have? So they have Glennon, new face of the franchise. Like, and, oh, Mitch! Bro. And they didn't tell him. They didn't tell him. They didn't tell anyone because they were so worried about it getting out. And then they draft Trubisky, and he's at the draft party. People are like, oh, asking him questions and stuff, and he bounced. So Glennon bounced. Yeah, I think Glennon yeah, bounced. You're and, Mike Glennon, you don't take that kind of shit. So Glennon came here thinking I'm gonna be the guy. So we got a hot controversy here. Uh, I I don't know. I gotta think. I would be really surprised if the season doesn't start with Glennon playing and then Trubisky comes in like week seven after Glennon gets the inevitable concussion or they lose them all. See, I don't like that. I, I don't like that rap. Um, you they're going to be very bad, wrong. right? Mariota, they're, they're not going to be Mariota and Winston both um, started, correct? From the get-go? Yes. Correct. Derek yeah. Carr? Yes. Yes. I just feel like when you have these these quarterback controversies, and when you have a guy who you know is average, and you know you can't win you a playoff game, a la Mike Lennon, and then you have right because there's like twenty five quarter twenty three quarterbacks who you know just aren't going to win you a playoff game. Yeah, twenty seven who can't the John, win the Super Bowl. The, the John Kitna Memorial twenty three. Yeah, like like Alex Smith, a guy who's just not going to get you to the to the championship game. And I just feel like you get the you get these things, and then Trubisky thinks he's better. The team's not doing well. There's all this controversy. Just throw him into the fire. Yeah, see I if agree. It works. Put him in there. Mitch, game one, he leads you to victory. Then it's all Mitch. Mike Glennon is not going to hoist the Lombardi Glennon, Trophy. You got for the you. whole controversy going. Then Mitch has one bad game. Then he gets benched. It's always two and it four when the rookie mojo. gets the you starting get job. Mitch, you go four and zero, oh, and then you're freight train from hell. So, Kloop, did you hear about Mitch in the interview? Um, guessing wrong, wrong on his Madden score, on his Madden rating. What did he think he was? Mitch be? thought he was going to be an eighty-two. What did he get? Seventy-six, yeah, which puts him on bad. par with Bortles, Garoppolo, <laughs> and Simeon. That's he, fair. He's that's like, look, job. that's a good he, job by Madden. He, I, if I'm him, I'm like, I'm better than Bortles. Let's Who's, be serious. Is, You're like is 70, Brady, The service is a seventy-six. <laughs> Bortles is Brady right higher than Rogers. I don't know. I don't have that. In front of me. We'll that get John out of Cali on it next week. Um, so, so we're all in agreement on Trubisky? No, you guys are going with Mitch. I'm going with Big Mikey G. <laughs> I, can't I guess blame this you. is a little different than the scenario I'm talking about because Glennon is a little better than your average quarterback. Cause usually than your situation. average shitty quarterback. Hey, Cliff, give us your... Uh... Give us your pitch on, on Glennon. I'm just saying, I, I almost think the organization has to do it if for no other reason than to save face. Because you can't tell your fans, like, we think Mike Glennon can be a starter in this league and immediately <laughs> draft someone and bench him. It makes you look like an idiot evaluator and like you're wasting money. So at least let Glennon play until his first concussion. It makes but it look it, like you're really making it up <laughs> as you go along. Right. Alex is, no, Alex makes such a good point there. If you just start Trubisky, it makes it look like you have no plan in place. You're yeah. just you're doesn't just like, oh, you Mikey like Glennon's have... available, sign Dude, him. Like, it... oh, Trubisky's on the board, let's move <laughs> yeah. up and grab him. Dude, let's get him at two. Do, haven't they already made themselves look like that yes. by doing what they've already done? Yes, yes but they need like to reverse. You either, you either draft the number three quarterback and start him, or you sign the guy to the big deal and start I know. him. You don't the do the both. The Bears are fucking hilarious. No, the Bears do both. Yeah, they do. Kloop, uh, what are you having for dinner? Also, Brady's a 99, Rodgers is 98, and that's, that's a... 
Now I want to hear what Gloop's having for dinner. On the menu tonight, we have turkey burgers and french fries. Gentlemen, release the ham. Are you wow. cooking them? Thursday yeah. turkey burger. Yeah, I'm cooking them, and I'll see you guys tomorrow night in the big city. Uh, shout out to our boy Calfus turning, uh, I don't know how old, but 31. It's his birthday. Happy birthday to the Foos. <laughs> 49 in dog years. See you next week.